0: Welcome back to Time for Nath. We are Parent Memdala, the 44th chapter of Sefer Yirmiyah. The Yir-Miyah is in Mitzrayim, not the best of places. There's an Issa to live in Egypt, we know, um, that the Torah says. How could, uh, how could the Rambam live there? How could the people go down there? You know, over here? So there are various different Mahalchem approaches um, that are worth briefly dwelling on. Um, some people say that the Egyptian people are not the Egyptian people that were then. And it's all about the Egyptian people. Uh, some people say that Issa is for the whole nation to move to Egypt. Individuals is okay. Um, some people say the ritual quotes Rabbi and that that the Issa is only if you go from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim in the exact formations that we went from uh, from Mitzrayim to Eretz back in the days of the and and you are undoing um, the chesed that Hashem did in taking us out of Mitzrayim. The very interesting opinion of the Kuzari is that Mitzrayim is not the worst of all countries, spiritually. It's actually the best, apart from Israel. And therefore the Kuzari learns that, that the Isser to live in Egypt is a product of the Isar, he says to live outside of Israel in general. In other words, you're supposed to say, if already you can't live in Egypt, how much more so you can't live anywhere else? That is not the followed opinion, it seems. At least it's, it's, you know, in terms of the is to live in Egypt, it's a bit of Kiddush, but it's a beautiful, beautiful opinion of the Khazari. Of course, Kiddusha Zarek Tijralis under the Khazari accentuates quite a lot. Some beautiful beautiful pieces in the Khazari about that. Uh, Yirmiyak criticizes Egypt's inhabitants and he warns that Yehuda will be reprimanded for idolatry. He tells them, he talks about their forefathers' evil, you know their actions that caused the destruction of Yehuda, um, and he says they're going to deserve the same treatment as those in Yushalayim, they're not going to be, dis- they're not, no one's going to survive. Is the female idolaters, interesting we have a, a mention of female over here, um, says that when idolatry, they protested, they said, ah, when idolatry was prevalent, they were okay, they lived comfortably. Mm-hmm. They believed that their suffering was because of a lack of commitment to idolatry. and not only did they fail to recognize the chesed of Hashem, the rachamim, in terms of not destroying us suddenly, they said, ah, you see that the idols are, are okay? Unbelievable. Um, it says Hashem was aware of the idolatry, but he waited, of course he waited, as and that's the mother. Yimliya says that Hashem's decision to fulfill their vow, um, to fulfill their vow to serve my idolatry, um, he says, sorry, he says that, he relates that they'd committed to serve my idolatry and therefore um, they would be killed. They would be killed. Um you know, it's Hashem says, "Look, you know, you've chosen your way. The derech shalom rotelelech you've chosen your path. Hashem's not getting going to get involved in that respect. You have free will, you know, but there are going to be consequences. Um, they're gonna they're gonna suffer. They're gonna be killed. The only survivors would be Yirmiyah and his colleagues. Yirmiyah says that the signal this evil would occur is that King Hofra of Mitzrayim would be delivered in Danzibavel, um, and uh, you know who, who sought to kill him." What is this King Hofra? So Rashi says uh, that King Hofra is a nickname. It means a broken king foreshadowing the downfall. Um, FYI, they're a duck. And the Abarbanel do not say that. That is Perakman Dalit of Safi